It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the May 30th episode of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. want to thank you for making me a part of your day. Coming up, we'll be talking about Andre Robertson in segment number one. He had elective surgery and it was successful. Of course, I don't know anyone who's had unsuccessful surgery, but... We will discuss what that surgery is. We will hear from Andre Robertson about his stage of rehab, what it was like for him to sit out and watch the team lose. And of course, Sam Presti will tell us about the loss of Andre Robertson. And we'll get back into the Paul George rumors, what we know, what we don't know, and what could possibly happen here in the next few weeks concerning him. In segment two, Brian Colangelo of the Philadelphia 76ers has multiple Twitter accounts or allegedly has multiple Twitter accounts. And would we know if Sam Presti had multiple social media accounts? Would we be able to tell? I think we think we would, but I'll tell you why ultimately we wouldn't be able to tell if Sam Presti was on social media. And then in segment number three, The Philadelphia 76ers have re-upped their coach. Steve Clifford signs with the Magic. Plus, we'll celebrate Carmelo Anthony's birthday by playing the best of Melo. Maybe my favorite Melo quote of the entire year. And it has nothing to do with him, nothing to do with his role in the Thunder. But we'll go with the best of Melo to celebrate his birthday, which was yesterday. And I will give you my thoughts on the most controversial topic in America that uh, we all got swept up in yesterday. My name is Eric G, and I am the host of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I also work for Thunder Digest, and at this time, I always give a shout-out to Chuck Cheney, who is the editor of that fine publication. I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while, hosted a lot of Thunder post games, did the occasional pregame. I've covered the team for five years, and luckily, I'm still a credential member of the media. They haven't kicked me out of Thunder practice or games just yet. I've had a lot of fun doing it, and if you like what you hear, we've got all our podcasts archived at thunderdigest.com plus video and audio 
from players and coaches. So with that, let's get started today. Andre Robertson word came out last night that he had successful surgery. It was done in Los Angeles and it was to relieve, and I hopefully I'm saying this right, sinovitis. I believe it's called sinovitis. If that's not what it's called, and you've heard it said either on radio or television differently, or Royce Young has said it differently, trust them. I didn't go to medical school for all sorts of reasons, but if you don't know what sinovitis is, according to Wikipedia, because we know everything on the internet is true, this is the medical term for inflammation of the sinovial membrane. That's what I'm going with. Uh, It's the membrane that lines joints, and it's mostly associated with uh, rheumatoid arthritis, and it can cause degeneration of the joint. So having the elective surgery according to the Thunder Press release, and again, I'm going strictly off this because I have not talked to any doctors today, and maybe I should have before I did this podcast, that this should help Andre Robertson speed up the recovery process, which for him, not not only is it good for the Thunder to get him back on the court, and we saw what Andre Robertson meant to the Oklahoma City Thunder defensively this year, but from the mental standpoint, it's good for Andre Robertson to get back on the court and be able to interact with teammates because you could tell in talking to Andre Robertson the couple of times we had a chance to after he got hurt in that game in Detroit he, you could just tell it was wearing on him mentally and he wanted to be out there with his teammates. He wanted to be participating. And here Andre Robertson talks about, in his exit interview, having to watch the team lose and just how tough it was being on the sideline or in the locker room or the training room while the Thunder were not performing up to their expectations. I mean, it was definitely tough to watch. Um, it was kind of frustrating. Um kind of mad at myself just kind of figuring out ways I could have you know prevented it from happening but um, I was also telling myself everything happens for a reason I'm a firm believer in that and um, you know later on in life you'll figure out why and you know just gotta take the time to you know focus on it and get it right come back strong next year but um, you know the games we were losing is definitely frustrating uh, especially in the playoffs um, I know we were talking smack but you know I'm not a big fan of uh, you know other guys talking smack to our guys. You know, I'm always going to have it back. Um, it was just frustrating. I couldn't be out there to help them. So, um, yeah, uh, we'll grow from this, get stronger, um, come back stronger next year. Dre was also kind enough during the exit interview to give us an update on where he was in his rehab. It's kind of like the foundation stage, um, just letting everything kind of heal the right way. Um, I do slow bends little quad contractions, kind of trying to keep it alive, keep the muscle going, um, kind of keep the blood circulation, not getting any blood clots, um, stuff like that. Um, and just slowly getting back to um, my movement stages, um, slow bend, walking, straight leg, of course, um, just stuff like that. It's only a month and a half, so i got a long way to go. It should also be noted that Andre Robertson is on track to actually start the beginning of this next season. So big positive there for Oklahoma City if he can get on the court because of how how much they suffered defensively when he wasn't there. And look, give all the credit in the world to a guy like Corey Brewer who played his butt off. But Corey Brewer's in his 30. He was averaging 13 minutes coming to the Oklahoma City Thunder. That drastically increased once he got the opportunity to start. And while Corey may be better offensively, 
And while he flies around on the defensive end, you still need Andre Robertson out there as your stopper, stopper. And those were sentiments that Sam Presti echoed during his exit interview. You know, once we took the injury to Robertson, it, it was really disrupting to us. It disrupted the progress we made. With all that being said, um, the real key to the season in, in, in the regular season, in my opinion, was just the amount of time it took us to respond and adjust to the loss of him. And therein lies the fact that, you know, we have to own that. Um, we didn't do a good enough job with that. I didn't think that, you know, from that point on, we found ourselves. And um, I felt like, you know, once that happened and the amount of time it took for us to adapt, um, you know, we kind of shifted from uh, kind of the, the, the regular approach of, like, pursuing progress, trying to build habits and getting better, to really becoming a little more outcome-oriented, just trying to find a way to win the next game. And I personally feel like that really caught up with us down the, uh, down the stretch and ultimately in the playoffs. And we have to own that. Um, um, you know, I'm happy to say that, you know, we're sitting here uh, in year 10 in Oklahoma City with 48 wins, a team that was in one of three or four teams to be in the top 10 in offense and defense, um, the seventh best net rating in the league, uh, the ninth best record, and we're disappointed. And we should be. We expected more out of the team. Uh, I think uh, universally, and I, I'm speaking more internally, um, you know, there's, um, you know, I've sat up here for 10 years. Uh, this is my my 10th time I've sat it in front of you, and I felt really good about, um, you know, the performance of the team and the opportunity to capture the opportunity during the regular season and to hopefully put us in position to make deep playoff runs. And uh, I don't feel like we were at that level this year, and that's on us, and we've got to figure out ways going forward because, as I said earlier, um, there's a lot of positives uh, to what we were able to do, but the inconsistency of the performance is something that you know clearly our team has to figure out. And I'm really optimistic that we'll be able to do that because um, when I think about the season, you know, I never felt that when we were performing against the upper echelon teams in the league, um, I felt like we would always perform at a high level, and I thought we matched up well, especially when we were fully healthy. But you know, injuries are part of the deal. Um, uh, but it's our responsibility to adapt to those. Um, but, you know, I thought our problems were inconsistency against some of the sub-500 teams, and that inability to build habits through that period of time really caught up with us. Uh- Yesterday, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the podcast, um, I do want to encourage you to go to LockedOnThunder.com, and the name of the podcast is called Rumors. It was named after either the Timex Social Club song, if you remember that from the 80s, or the Fleetwood Mac album from the 70s. Man, i got to start referencing more new bands. Like Greta Van Fleet, man, those guys are awesome. If you haven't heard them, I'm just highly recommending Greta Van Fleet, especially if you're a Led Zeppelin fan. Their lead singer, who is in his early 20s, sounds just like Robert Plant. Their drummer sounds just like John Bonham. Oh my God, they're just, they're amazing. And so are the Struts. So Greta Van Fleet and the Struts, two things to check out on Spotify. I digress. We now get back to talking about Paul George and the rumors. That's what I was encouraging you to go to the podcast for or go to the Locked Up Thunder Force to hear these Paul George rumors. And again, it's the Ario Speedwagon thing, another old music reference there. Heard it from a friend who heard it from another who heard it from another that Paul George is actually going to stay in Oklahoma City, which we're all hoping for. Um, I do wonder if the Rockets are able to land LeBron James 
just one how all that works and we'll talk more about that in segment two while that may why that may not work for the Houston Rockets but I still am of the firm belief that if Paul George comes back and this core comes back we will see Oklahoma City drastically improve this next season and by drastically improve they'll be one of the top three teams in the west and they might be even the most dangerous team in the playoffs Sam Presti on if everybody comes back just how good the Thunder can be you know the opportunity to potentially have uh, Westbrook Paul George and Steven Adams all three of those players in their prime years with playoff experience and the fit of those guys both um as competitors, but also as players, is extremely, extremely exciting for us. Um, that's that's what I think every team in the league is working towards: is to find players, uh, two-way players that have size for their positions um, and that uh, have accumulated postseason experience and that are in their prime. So that's that's number one. That that for us is an extraordinarily unique opportunity, uh, especially coming off of you know where we've been. Uh, I also think that we look at the team and we see, you know, the addition of Andre. Uh, we're not imagining or uh, creating in our mind what the team might look like with Dre. Um, we, we know what that looks like. Uh, we know the impact that he's had. We have uh, a decent amount of data that tells us that, both from our eyes and also, you know, uh, objectively. And we're excited about that. I also think there's a lot of room and growth for Abrinas. Uh, where there's a lot of room and growth for Patterson. I think he's a guy that we can certainly um, get more from, and, and, and that's, a, that's, a, that's something we have to look to uh, going forward. Uh, and then Ferguson, I think, showed us some glimpses, and we think he's a really nice young player and the type of player that over time we've had success developing. Jeremy Grant, you guys will be you know, asking me about him, but we, we take a lot of pride in his development, the fact that when we got him from Philadelphia, he wasn't playing. Uh, and Jeremy's such a great kid. The way he put the work in, and um, you know, he's progressed a little bit uh, at a time, and now he's become a, a pretty effective backup five for us um, with some unique skills. So really excited if we're able to bring him back to the team. Um, but the continuity of the team is probably going to be our best friend, given the fact that historically these teams, um, you know, generally in year one are, if you're fortunate, they're pretty good. Thank you very much, Sam. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your humble, ever so gracious host, Eric G. And at times I will be controversial. I love throwing that in. <laughs> I just love giving my opinion on stuff that, that sometimes is just a little bit wild and nuts and out there. Anyway, coming up in segment number two. What if Sam Presti, let's just imagine for a second, Sam Presti had multiple social media accounts. Why we would not be able to tell. We'll get to that next on the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. 
Don't forget to go to LockedOnSports.com and check out some of our other fine podcasts. It's Major League Baseball season. Every single Major League Baseball team is covered. Every single NFL team is covered. And every single NBA team. So if you want to get caught up on off-season moves, OTAs, what's going on with your team inside the MLB season and what trades they're making, LockedOnSports.com is the place to go. Okay, I don't know if you've you've seen this yet. Um, this this may be the most fun story that we've got going on in sports right now, and that's the allegation that 76ers president Brian Colangelo was running multiple Twitter accounts to be critical of players on his team, specifically Joel Embiid and Mark Fultz, and also the GM of the Toronto Raptors. Now, he has claimed ownership of one called at Phila, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, which he says there was nothing ever tweeted from. He just wanted to follow the news. And then there are all these other accounts. And there's an, a, just an incredible article on The Ringer about this that goes into extreme detail that is definitely worth reading because I don't have time to go into all the detail here. But he denies it, says that he wasn't doing this. We know that this is the old Kevin Durant move run a Twitter account to build yourself up and maybe tear down your enemies. So what if Sam Presti did this? Now let's let's just pause and think about this for a second because your first thought about Sam Presti, if he was running multiple Twitter accounts, is we'd be able to tell because of the way that Sam Presti talks. I uh, Intrinsic values, you know, very long-winded answers. Sort of, in a sense talking over your head or, or at least making you feel like you've got to catch up to him to really figure out what he's saying. There's a lot, there's a lot of stuff to weed through with Sam Presti. So we fi- we figure that if Sam Presti is tweeting, he would tweet the way that he talks and nothing could be further from the truth. There is no way that Sam Presti is going to tweet the way that he talks. Sam Presti is the most calculated executive in the association, especially when it comes to his words. There is nothing that Sam Presti ever says off the cuff, and anything that even remotely sounds like it's off the cuff, in that moment that he's saying it, the guy is so good on his feet that he's two or three steps ahead figuring out a way to make it sound like it's not something that's raw and emotional, that it comes from a place of complete and total logic. Well, those people are very good at manipulation. So I figured that that Sam Presti's tweets would be very Trumpian. And and again, not to dog Donald Trump. Don't think that I'm I'm going out and just just ripping our president. But our president's very plain spoken. And a lot of times our president says, we know our president at least tweets off the cuff. And we know that he says stuff that's going to be offensive I don't know that Sam Presti would necessarily go the offensive offensive route, but I think he would tweet in such a way that you wouldn't be able to think it was him. You would think that it's your boy who's who's tending bar, you know, down at your local watering hole. That that's that's the guy that, I, that I'm going to, man. When I go hang out at Louis, that's the guy that's tweeting there. Is the guy that is the guy that's giving me my my Miller Lite or my PBR? He's the one that, that tweeted that because it's just straight to the point. Sam Presti never gets straight to the point in any interview that you ever heard him, so why not go the opposite? Sam Presti might be absolute genius if this guy were to run multiple Twitter accounts, and if I were him, I would. 
I, I, I would go back and say and talk about how awesome the James Harden trade was and about how Sam Presti had no choice and it was a good thing that you lost Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook's a better face of the organization and then I would tweet all this stuff to recruit Paul George talking about how great the Thunder were and Oklahoma City was and Paul George would be crazy if he left. Just go absolutely nuts and then the common man's not going to know. I don't know if his players know. I kind of, and that's another thing I wonder. I just, just real quick think about this. Is another thing we need to pause and think about for a second. How do you think Sam Presti talks to the players and the coaches? Is it more a normal conversation like you and I would have, or does Sam Presti talk to them the way that he talks to us? Reasons why I want to be a fly on the wall. For, for for all the upcoming conversations about who the Thunder are bringing back, who they're not bringing back, uh, I'm going to go on the I'm going to err on the side that he's more plain spoken. And I've had conversations with Sam Presti, and my favorite conversation, and I don't think I'm I'm sharing anything out of school here, but uh, he ever he asked me and a group of other uh, people in the media if we'd ever been to was it Bentonville, Arkansas, the place where Walmart is and talked to Walmart headquarters out of, and it's got a great He's talking about it's got a great museum, it's great hotels, it's a nice place to go. Very plain spoken. Also, at, he always asks me about my son every time that he sees me. So I know that he has that in him, but I also know that Sam Presti's extremely, extremely calculated and about five or six steps ahead of where everybody else wants to be. Real quick, rumors in the NBA... Chris Paul is said to already be recruiting LeBron James to come to the Houston Rockets. Money-wise, that probably is not going to work out for the Rockets this year to get LeBron and pay him his max. And LeBron is saying that he won't take less, even if there is just even if there is an opportunity to win a championship. Plus, you might have to get rid of guys like Ryan Anderson, PJ Tucker, and Eric Gordon. Two of those guys, if you're Houston, you're probably all right with getting rid of, but I wouldn't think that you'd want to get rid of Eric Gordon because it doesn't leave you a whole lot coming off the bench if that's the case. And I guess there's some guy, I don't know, I guess, what, you put Ariza on the bench if you're starting LeBron? I, I, that, that's, the, the Rockets are in such good shape right now that I don't know if I, I don't know if going out, getting LeBron still makes them better than Golden State. And on that note, ESPN's got it wrong on their headline saying that the Cavaliers and the Warriors are a rivalry for the ages. It's not the Cavaliers and the Warriors. And this may sound low-hanging fruit, and this may sound cliche, but it's really not. It's LeBron and the Warriors. And in the East, that's what it's been for the last eight seasons. LeBron versus whoever comes out of the West. It might have been about the Heatles for a little bit, but ever since LeBron went back to Cleveland, it's all about him. And if LeBron goes to the Lakers, if LeBron goes to the Rockets, it will still continue to be more about LeBron than it necessarily will be the team that he's on. Coming up in segment number three, I will give you my thoughts on the most controversial topic in America. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. 
Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm going to give you my thoughts on the most controversial topic in America coming up in segment number three, but it's, it's good to, or this segment, but it's going to be at the end of, of the segment. So we'll, we'll get to that in just a bit. But uh, some real quick news and notes around the NBA. I uh, want to say congratulations to Steve Clifford, former Hornets coach. He gets the job with the Magic. You can find out more about that with Locked on Magic and Brett Brown of the Philadelphia 76ers agreeing to a three-year extension. Um, this is a guy that Carmelo Anthony has a lot of respect for. And speaking of Carmelo Anthony, yesterday was number seven's birthday. Happy birthday to Carmelo Anthony. The party I kind of like to have been at. I wonder how I do wonder how Melo celebrates. I, you know, I'm just going to imagine that he celebrates like every NBA player goes out and parties like a rock star because that's what I want in my head. And if it's anything less than that, don't tell me because I don't want to know. Because sometimes the fantasy is better than reality. But as I've said before, and I'll say it again, until somebody else comes along and is as thoughtful with the media as Carmelo Anthony is and Raymond Felton, they will be my two favorite players to have ever put on a Thunder uniform. And Carmelo Anthony earlier this year was asked about the NCAA and whether or not they should pay players. And here's Carmelo's thoughts on whether or not he would send his son to college or whether or not he would tell his son to go over to Europe or play in the G League. Uh, my son, I would tell my son to go to college. Uh, but with that being said, you're going to start seeing a lot more players uh, looking at the opportunity to go play overseas. You're going to start seeing uh, you know, guys giving up uh, maybe before going their senior year in high school, start trying to get to the you know, the, the, the G League. And, like, you're going to start seeing a lot of these different leagues, not just here in the U.S., but throughout the world start becoming more powerful because of what the NCAA is doing. I'm going to miss that guy. Sam, please find a way to keep Carmelo around so we can keep having good, heady conversations with people on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Look, Steven Adams is great. He's beyond fantastic to deal with the media, but, man, nobody... Nobody gives insight the way that Carmelo Anthony does. I don't know if there's anybody in the NBA who is as well thought out and as well spoken as Carmelo Anthony is. Okay, maybe Raymond Felton. Maybe Raymond. And I think we're very lucky here in Oklahoma City to have both those guys on the same team, or at least lucky for one season to have both those guys on the same team. Real quick, I do want to comment on the Roseanne Barr fiasco. First of all, I want to tell you, one, that I do not agree with anything that this woman said. But I also don't agree with what ABC did in canceling the show. Now, would I have fired her if I was in that position? Absolutely. Would have fired her, gone, look, those values don't represent our values. As a matter of fact, those values don't represent, shouldn't represent anybody's values in America. There's just, there's no place for that on Twitter. And if there is something beyond offensive, 
That's what that tweet was. Whatever that next step is, Roseanne Barr accomplished it yesterday. But I would not have canceled the show. I would have figured out a way, even though it probably wouldn't have been as successful, a way to rework the show and not have the crew and the writers, especially the crew and the writers, and the other actors who depended on that show to put food on the table and money in their pockets, I would not have made them suffer because of one person's stupidity. And ultimately, what Roseanne Barr did was an, was an act of selfishness because she has to realize that there are other people depending on her for that show. And, and while it's great and social media is fantastic and you can just throw out any opinion that you want there, your speech will have consequences. I'm a big believer in the First Amendment, but I also know that it has consequences. And my tie into sports on this is I got a direct message from one of my favorite um one of my favorite friends on Twitter. I don't like to use the word followers. It just sounds so weird. <laughs> so weird. I'm a, I'm a human. I don't need I don't I don't need followers. I need friends. I, I need interaction. Uh, but dirt burglars, by the way, very fun to sound very fun to say. He's a guy that he was he's okay with what the NFL did. I'm not so okay with the NFL's new policy of limiting freedom of speech or anything that limits freedom of speech. And freedom of speech needs to be there to protect speech that we don't necessarily like. But it doesn't mean that it, just because you have freedom of speech and just because you use freedom of speech doesn't mean that it can't hurt other people. And that's the thing that we have to be so very careful with in this business. Or anytime you're really in the public spotlight is that your words carry weight, not just for you, but for others. And every day when I go on the air, I try and keep that in mind that, hey, I, I represent David Locke. You know, even though I'm representing myself and I'm kind of a whacked out guy and will go off the rails and it, like I don't mind throwing my opinion out there on anything, I do remember that, there's David Locke. I do also remember that I've got a family. And I try and keep that in mind. And and I, I give you that insight because I think there's a lot of times where we as listeners, fans of a particular talk show or fans of a particular television show, we want somebody to be unhinged and give this wild opinion because it's entertaining. And maybe that's why you see people be a little bit more reserved. And, and that's also why you see people with the most outrageous opinions pay the highest price. But then again, those are also the same people that find themselves with jobs. So it's a weird, interesting discussion that takes more than these two or three minutes to sum up. And maybe sometime we can have that. Maybe sometime you and I can go have a beer and talk about all that because it's a fascinating conversation that I love to get into. But again, do not agree with her but I wouldn't have canceled the show. Her, yes, everybody else, I'd figure out a way to keep them employed. But that's me. That's me. I'm trying to look out for everyone that is around me. Thank you so much for joining me today. Remember, ELE, everybody love everybody, like Jackie Moon said, and always, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.